Hey fam, it's Lexi here to welcome you to the You Can Through Christ podcast. I am so honored and excited you're here. I pray these words give you the confidence to know you can do all things through Him. He is for you, loves you, and made you for an exact purpose for this life and the one to come. Stay tuned to find out. Do you want unshakable confidence? We can have confidence and discipline through Christ who strengthens us. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8 says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I am confident. I am not confident in Lexi alone, but I am confident in God who lives in me and has created me. I do not wish and I do not believe in luck. I believe in God, prayer, and God-given ability to work hard. When our confidence is in the things of this world, it wavers because people, circumstances, jobs, athletic abilities, and health all waver. God does not which is why you will be like a tree who always has water, able to withstand the immense droughts of life and still produce fruit. Joshua chapter 1, 7 through 8 says, Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. When you are confident in the word of God, it helps you not to waver to the right or left, but on the straight and narrow path. If you could get a glimpse of the potential God made you with, you would stop doubting yourself. It would change everything right here, right now. Your confidence is not in yourself alone, but in God and for his glory. Luke 1, 45 says, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. There is something powerful about the confidence of God fulfilling his promises. There's a familiar story in 1 Samuel chapter 17 about a man, a giant named Goliath from Gath, who came from the Philistine camp. He was nine feet and nine inches, including a coat of bronze with a helmet and a spear. Just at the look of him, the Israelites fled in fear. However, there was a man or boy at the time named David who said, Who is this Philistine to defy the armies of the living God? I am sure when David saw Goliath, he was fearful as any of us would be. But what gave him courage was the thought of someone, no matter who or how big that individual was, to defy the God, his God, the creator of all that he loved. Love for God gives you confidence and courage, regardless of how bad and real the trial is in front of you. Love causes us to do some crazy things because it casts out fear, allowing us to be bold. 1 Samuel chapter 17 also talked about what the confidence David had to face Goliath came from his preparation that God had him do in advance. When David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine, your servant will go and fight him. Saul said there was no way David could do it. He is young, and Goliath had been training since youth. David said he has been defending his sheep from predators as a shepherd. 
David said with confidence, this Philistine will be killed just like the lions and bears that attacked his sheep because he has defied the armies of the living God. David said the Lord will rescue him from the Philistine, just like the predators of his sheep. David was able to be confident because of the training he had. He did not go into battle without preparation. He was not prepared how most would have thought one would be for battle. God made him a shepherd and used his role as a shepherd to become all he needed to defeat Goliath. You may feel you are in a smaller role than you wanted in your life, whether it be through your job, a clinical internship, or not being on the team you wanted to be on. But remember, where we are is not always our end goal. Sometimes where we are does not make sense to accomplish our main goal God has put on our hearts, but we never know how God could use be using it. In school and college, there are many general classes we need to take in the moment, and we may feel frustrated and feel that it may not be helping us with our specific major or career choice. However, if you are taking them or that you need to, God will not leave them without purpose and preparation in ways you may not understand at the time. Another example that I love is Joseph at the end of Genesis. When he has the dream, his brothers were bowing down to him. He probably thought God was going to make him a ruler or a leader and that he would achieve this goal, but his path to get there wouldn't be as messy as it ended up being. He was thrown into a pit by his brothers out of, the jealous, out of jealousy and sold into slavery. He was thrown into prison from being accused of trying to sleep with Potiphar's wife, which is who he was a slave um, of at the time. And it wasn't true. Then he was forgotten about in prison, but God was with him, preparing him every step of the way. Potiphar's household was blessed by the way Joseph served him. Joseph was made in charge of the prison guards with the prison guards, even though he was a prisoner himself. And eventually Pharaoh needed him to interpret his dream, which made his vision of being a ruler come true. And not just a ruler, but one of the greatest over Egypt. God was with him every step of the way because Joseph continued to serve and have confidence in God, even in the rough parts of his journey. His faith and his confidence were, were rewarded in the end as God prepared him. 1 Samuel 17 and 1 Chronicles 5 talk about when David faced Goliath, he took stones with a sling to this Philistine. The Philistine saw David was a little more than a boy and said to him, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? Then he cursed David by his own gods. David said, You come against me with sword, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. The whole world will know there is a God in Israel. All gathered will know it is not by sword the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. The Philistine moved closer to attack him, and David ran to the battle line to meet him. He took out a stone, slung it, and struck the Philistine in the forehead. He fell face down to the ground. David triumphed with sling and stone without a sword and killed him. When we are confident in God, it does not matter our age, what others feel about us, or what we have. God will use what we have, even if the stones in our life are small. He can use them to defeat our greatest fears and giants. We are human and there will be times we do not feel confident, but the beauty is God still has our backs in the weakness to pick us right back up into our confidence that comes directly from him. Second Chronicles 13, 12 tells us if we fight against God, we will not, su not succeed. As well as Proverbs 21, 30 says, 
No wisdom, insight, or plan can succeed against God. You can have confidence knowing if someone does defy you because of God, it is impossible for them to truly succeed. Pray about your goals, then go confidently toward them knowing God is on your side if whatever you are doing is to glorify Him. No longer do we say, I hope I can. Your new slogan should be, I know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. Job 42, 1-2 says, Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. Lamentations 3, 37-39 says, Who can speak and have it happen if the Lord has not decreed it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that both calamities and good things come? Why should the living complain when punished for their sins? We have confidence knowing God is an absolute. God is either completely in control or he is not. The answer is he is. Isaiah 44, 8 says, Do not tremble, do not be afraid. Did I not proclaim this and foretell it long ago? Everything he has predicted in his word has come to be. Isaiah 14, 24 says, Surely as I have planned, so it will be. And as I have purposed, so it will happen. Confidence comes from understanding, regardless of our downfalls, mistakes, and shortcomings, he will use us and our imperfections for his perfect purpose. Isaiah 14, 26-27 says, This is the plan determined for the whole world. This is the hand stretched out over the nations. For the Lord Almighty has purposed, and who can thwart him? His hand is stretched out, and who can turn it back? No one can get in the way of his plans not your imperfections, and not those who purposefully try to stop his goodness. Think of Jesus. Satan, Judas, the Pharisees, chief priests, and the entire Sanhedrin thought they could get rid of Jesus by crucifying him. And God used what the enemy meant for evil and turned it out for good, our ultimate salvation, the greatest good of all time. Isaiah 25.1 says, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name, For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. He has perfect faithfulness, and we can be confident knowing he is faithful to us and for us. Isaiah 46, 9 through 11 says, Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is no one like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do what I please. From the east, I summon a bird of prey. From, far, from a far-off land, a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that I will do. He makes known the end from the beginning, and has seen the entire story of mankind and the world before he created it in his sovereignty, and he created the world in love by his perfect wisdom. We acquire confidence from remembering who God is from long ago and how he is the same God today. All right, now you may be going here, being here saying, Lexi, I have tried to have confidence and failed to accomplish my goal, my dream, my deepest desire. Sometimes maybe you didn't get into the school you wanted. You didn't get the degree. You didn't get that relationship. You didn't make the team. You failed. My advice to these questions Get back up right now as you are listening to this. 
God will use every failure and make you and even your situation better if you let him. It is actually a command from God that we get back up. Proverbs 24, 16 says, For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. Have you ever snowboarded? Talk about needing to get back up when every ounce of your body hurts. I picked it up and love it, but let me tell you how sore my body was when I started. I fell almost as much as I got back up. If I did not continue to get back up and pray, I, would, I wouldn't have been able to snowboard like I am today. Just put on the song, I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down and continue to press on. It is easy to let others take away your confidence. When I finally think I have my confidence under control, it would just take a professor, a teacher, a coach, um, a different adult, coworker, or other person in general to question me. Then I would immediately start to question myself. Then I would remember what others think about me is not the truth. When Satan tries to bring self-doubt into my head, that is not the truth. Satan is powerful, but God is more. Even David felt doubt when King Saul questioned his abilities. David had to refocus his confidence in the Lord, the truth. If you have God, you are always on the winning team, no matter what the current score is. Leviticus 26, 12-13 says, I will walk among, among you and be your God, and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God, and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with heads held high. Confidence means keeping your head held high with good posture. Psalm 3, 2-3 says, Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him, but you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high. I actually do not necessarily agree with the phrase, do not care what others think about you. Here's why. Ultimately, yes, as we just talked about, God's view of you is the only thing that matters and is completely accurate. However, I do not think God wants us to care. However, I do think that, sorry, however, I do think God does want us to care to an extent what others think in order to show love toward them so they know that they matter and I even think we can learn from their critiques as sometimes there may be some truth behind them. If you say you ultimately never care what others think, you are in a sense saying they do not matter, which I do not think God wants us to portray. If someone says I hurt them, even if I did not have an intention to, or maybe even an outsider might think I didn't mean to hurt them either, the truth is they're still hurt and I should care. Also, if someone questions my abilities, even though they may mean it condescendingly, I can pray to see if there is some truth behind it in order to help me improve while still keeping my confidence, knowing God can give me the ability to improve while not affecting my worth. Confidence comes with practice. Of course, you are not going to feel confident at something you don't practice or at something you are not good at. I wanted to quit volleyball when I first started in fifth grade because I just wasn't good at it. But the more I practiced, the better I got and the more excited I was to play. When I first took neuroscience in grad school, I wanted to quit because I didn't understand the anatomy and physiology behind it. The more I studied, the more confident I felt. When I first became an occupational therapist and an upper extremity hand therapist, I would some days literally feel sick to my stomach to go to work in fear I would hurt someone. 
and felt that there was just so much I did not know. The more I practiced, the better I got, and the more I was actually excited to go to work. I was all, always fearful when we have a pitcher in softball over 60 miles an hour until I practiced, setting that speed with the pitching machine. I was fearful to play guitar when I first picked it up. The more I practiced, the more confident I felt. I think of the experience with driving. When I first received my license, oh, this is a funny story. So when I first received my license, um, I had to be at my high school really early for an open gym for softball. Um, I had to be there to let everyone in for anybody. So extra early while it was still dark and before the parking lot was plowed. You can probably see I'm already making excuses for what I'm about to say. Open gym ended and I went to my first math class. Over the speaker, I hear Lexi Card, that was my license plate. Can you please move your vehicle so our students can get into the parking lot? I was like, what are they talking about? My car was parked in such a way it was blocking my entire D1 high school from coming in one of our entr entrances by the spotlight. Everyone knew this was my car because of the license plate. After some more driving experiences since, you can say I'm a little more confident in my parking, even though it's still not always great. I would always be fearful, um, too, to pray in front of others or even meet with others when people would want to talk about something really deep or heartfelt, um, different topics, because I would think, well, maybe I can't help them or maybe I'll pray and say the wrong things or not know what to say. The more I would just meet with others out of genuine love for them and um, the more I would pray, the more confident I became. Practice also needs prayer. Before the game, before work, or before meeting with others, I would pray for God's confidence, guidance, and to be my hands and mouth. I kind of talk about this in um, my prayer podcast, too, just with that praying in front of others seems to be something a lot of people get intimidated by, even though we all know prayer is just talking to God like he's our best friend. Um, so I said this in the other um, podcast, but I'll say it again. I it's kind of funny to say, but I would literally pray personally about praying in front of others that it would be genuine and I would just care about talking to God like normal and not thinking about what everyone around the room is thinking. And um, God answered those. So I encourage you to do that too. Um, so I want you to think of the best version of God. Now understand he is bigger, more powerful, and more than what you just imagined. Not only is he more but he is more beyond anything we can comprehend. Ecclesiastes 8.17 says, Then I saw all that the Lord has done. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. Despite all their efforts to search it out, no one can discover its meaning. Even if the wise claim they know, they cannot really comprehend it. Are you confident yet in God's power, and not only his power, but his willingness to help you? Believe in yourself because the very one who created you believes in you. The one we can't even comprehend how powerful he is. Try to have this faith. Hebrews 11.12 says, By faith, Enoch did not experience death because he was commended as one who pleased God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. He rewards for righteousness and faithfulness. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the, of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. 
By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. Hebrews 11, 7 through 12. It is easy to lose our confidence when we cannot see the future, but our confidence comes from the faith we have that God will act and do the impossible. Abraham and his wife Sarah were past childbearing age, and it seemed impossible, but God promised Abraham he would have as many descendants as stars in the sky. Confidence and faith came not from their situations, but God's faithfulness. Hebrews 11, 17-40 continues to say, By faith Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham, listen to this, Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. So pretty much, I just want to stop there and I'll keep reading this. But um, Isaac, Abraham had faith that no matter what, even though God asked him to sacrifice his only son, which I think at the time Abraham was very much like, this is totally out of God's character because um, God gives us life he, and he literally commands us not to murder. Yet he followed through and listened to him because he reasoned, one, that God could even raise the dead. And I think he also just had confidence because of God's complete character in the situation. And that trumped the situation that he was in. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for, for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He, he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who was invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. What more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, 
quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. Yet they were all commended for their faith. Yet none of them received what had been promised. Since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. So all those verses combined to summarize, faith is staying confident that God will come through. Confidence comes from our faith. The word says how God promised Abraham the Messiah would come from Isaac. Then God tests his faith by asking him to offer Isaac. Talk about as a human being and not knowing the plan, being confused. However, instead of rationalizing in his human thoughts, cursing God for taking away the son he had been longing for, and instead of doubting God's promise, again, he reckoned that even God could raise the dead, and if he is asking him to sacrifice his only son, that has to be the option. I want us to live in the same way, that even when God asks us to have a dream so big, it just doesn't seem possible, instead of focusing on all the reasons it doesn't make sense, we reason that God must have something up his sleeve to pull us through. I have seen God work in this exact way, and I have full confidence he will do the same for you. All right, girls, this one is for you. 1 Peter 3, 3-5 says, your, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. You will be confident when you are content. This is not saying as girls we cannot get ready with clothes and makeup. It is simply saying do not put your value and your true true beauty based on these details. Proverbs 31.30 also says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. It is simply recognizing styles and our collagen supply are quickly fleeting as life goes quick, making sure our beauty comes from our fear of the Lord, our inner self, a gentle and quiet spirit, and as a wife submitting to our husbands like Sarah did. Ezekiel 16, 14 says, And your fame spread among the nations on account of your beauty, because of the splendor I had given you, made your beauty perfect, declares the Sovereign Lord. God has made you so beautiful so you can be confident, actually confident in your beauty because you were hand designed to the very last detail. If you ever question anything about your looks, and this goes to everyone, men and women, God, the creator of the universe, we can't even wrap our minds around, hand designed you and I just want you to be confident in how you look because of that. Our age also should not affect our confidence. Jeremiah chapter 1, 6 through 10 says, Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I will send to you and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. 
Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. And in 1 Timothy 4.12, it says, Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. In Psalm 119, 9-10, How can a young person stay on the path of, purity, path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart, as well as Proverbs 1, chapter 1, 1-6, which says, The book of Proverbs provides knowledge and discretion for the young. Even if we are young, with a relationship with God, he will put the words we need in our mouths if we let him. Many ask how we can stay on the right path even when we are young. The answer is the word of God. And how fortunate are we, it is clearly stated. I have been there, whether in grade school, high school, college, and today, being called out for aspects of being a believer. But guess who people come to, who people come to first when they're in trouble? When you have Christ and have stability in your life, people see the difference, or should I say the saltiness in you, and know they can come to you when they're at their lowest. This is why it is important to love on people and stay confident in your faith. This does not mean to go and join someone who doesn't believe at the strip club, but you can join them at the gym or sporting events and have them over for dinner, and there's just tons of other ways and awesome things to do in life um, in order to love on others. Psalm 71, 5 through 8 says, For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. I have become a sign to many. You are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. God can be your hope and confidence from the beginning, no matter your age. Psalm 89, 19 says, once you've spoken a vision to your faithful people, you said, I have bestowed strength on a warrior. I have raised up a young man from among the people. God loves using all ages. Luke 2, 46-52 says Jesus was 12 when he was in the temple courts, listening and asking the teachers questions. They were amazed at his understanding and answers. His parents were looking for him, and he replied saying they should have known he would be in his father's house. However, he did go to Nazareth, Nazareth with them when they asked him to. Jesus grew in wisdom and Thanks for hanging out with us. For more, go to youcanthroughchrist.com. You are loved.